I'm going to pray and ask the Lord. We've just got a few minutes here. I'm not going to take a long time, but I, I want to ask the Lord to really direct some thoughts here. It's nothing profound, but just something that's been burdening my heart, and I want to share with you very briefly, and then we'll, we'll be done for this evening. Lord, you are good. Lord, I thank you for the Christmas season. I thank you for the, the celebration, the fun, the, the festivities, and all of the things that make um, the external celebration of Christmas enjoyable. Thank you for the family get-togethers and the church uh, celebrations and special services and all of those things that we enjoy being a part of. But Lord, I pray that tonight we would take just a moment and, and reevaluate just a little bit and see if we are lining up with what we ought to be. Lord, just watch over us now, guide and direct us, and help us to see things and help my mind and heart to present things in the way that they should be. Lord, may you do the teaching and the, the pointing out and, and giving us truth where we need it. We'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Many years ago, uh, my brother recounted a story to me, and I'm, I'm going to steal it from him. I didn't tell him I was going to steal it, but that's okay. That's what brothers are for. Um, and he, I don't know that I've ever heard him use it as a sermon illustration, but he, was, he and I were talking about something, other, something else, and it, he was brought up almost incredulously. He was at a, a conference, a, some sort of get-together where there was preaching taking place. And the preacher was there, and it was a little bit more on the boisterous side of things as far as the audience participation and, and response, and they were really kind of getting enthusiastic in their feedback to the preacher and telling him what a great job he was doing and so forth. Well, the, the pastor in the, the preacher, I'm not sure if he was a pastor, evangelist, who it was, but as he was preaching, he he shifted gears and began to actually give untruth. He was trying to illustrate, he was trying to lay out the, the negative side of scriptural truth, and he was trying to present what other people say about a given topic, and he was laying that out, but he was kind of saying it in the same way he'd been preaching. And there was a group of fellas that didn't get the memo, and they're over on the side, and they are hooting and hollering, that's right, preach it, preacher, go on, you do this, you say that. And they were just carrying on, and they just got so involved in the message as a whole, they hadn't realized that what they were amening was falsehood. He wasn't trying to preach falsehood, he was trying to lay out falsehood. This is what's wrong, this is what needs to be correct. And they're just going after it and saying, oh, go on, you just preach it. And finally he stops and says, are you not listening? No, that's wrong. And he had to bring their attention to the fact that they had gotten caught up in the emotionalism and the, just the, the ambiance that was created by the, the, the preaching time and, and those around them that they had never actually stopped and heard a word he was saying or they would have known to shut their mouths and say, no, that's not right, we agree, that's not truth, we don't want that, that's not something to amen. They didn't pay attention and they got caught up and ended up looking foolish and obviously, ultimately, had to be corrected. Now we can see that and go, oh, what a bunch of morons, what an idiot, what a stupid people, how are they not paying attention? I want to ask you, are you and I doing that today? not to a pastor necessarily or a preaching time, but your celebration of Christmas, are you just caught up in emotionalism? Are you just reveling in the, the joys that are 
created by those family get-togethers and those special church services and seeing the little kids get up and sing away in a manger and all those nostalgic things that are, that are good. I'm not, I'm not minimizing, I'm not degrading any of those things. But is that the sum total? Are we so caught up in just the repetitious celebration of a holiday and we're so thrilled with it? It's Christmas time and there's lights up and, and everyone's singing and saying Merry Christmas and you drive down the street and it's just a festive atmosphere and we're so caught up in that that we just carry on and we just get involved and that's the extent of our involvement is purely the surface level emotional response and reaction to what's surrounding us. If you were at the Academy concert the other, the other night, and thank you for those, many of you came and I appreciate that. The, the, the choir started off with a song. It's, a, it's an old English carol. It's called the Wexford Carol. One of the reasons, I, I, we did it in college, and it kind of stuck with me, and, and finally we had a chance to do it in the academy. But the opening line to that, Carol says, Good people all, this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what Christ for us has done. And that, that, those phrases have just kind of haunted me. They've just kind of stuck with me. Because the song says, hey, you're, you're celebrating you're caught up in the Christmas. It says, good people, good Christians, you, you believers, stop. Stop for a minute. Stop the party. Stop the celebration. Stop the external trappings and stop doing and start thinking. Consider well what Christ has done reading through the Christmas story as we were preparing for some things, and I came across this verse, and I, I think God put it in, I know God put it in there for a reason. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. But I think there's some, a, a lesson to be learned. If you look, turn on Luke 2. Luke 2, we read it this morning. We have the, of course, the, the, the angels giving their announcement to the shepherds, and the shepherds rushing to the, to the manger scene and recounting what they had seen. Um, let's start at verse, verse number 16. You, you know the situation. We don't need to read a lot. You already know the context. They rush with haste, verse 16. The shepherds came with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. In other words, they started this giant game of, of telephone where they told everybody and everyone was communicating this truth and this wonderful thing, and, and rightly so. I'm not degrading that at all. But the Lord, right in the context of this emotional celebration of the event, look at, look at Mary's response. Verse number 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She was the most intimately aware of the entire situation. She had had an angel visit her and tell her specifically what was going on. She had more information on this than anybody, and yet she files that away, and she doesn't, she's not caught up in the external trappings of rushing around and, 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 and telling everybody, although that's important. We understand that. I'm not minimizing evangelism. She's not caught up in the, she first takes those truths that she's been given, and she takes them deep inside her heart. She takes them deep inside her mind, and she thinks on them long and hard. She, more than anyone, understood her own frailty, her own inability, her own unworthiness, and she brings those in. How can God do this for me and through me? 
How can he, God of all the creation, come and dwell within my little framework, my little life, my little sphere? God uses me and does for me the miraculous. And she ponders those things in her heart and brings them deep with inside and takes time to marvel at what is taking place in her life and the life of the world around her. When was the last time you and I pondered these things? That's an honest question. It's not a rhetorical question. I want you to actually think about it because I I have been on my own. When was the last time you, not through the scope of a church service, not through some recitation of the, of the, the Christmas story in some context, not through any forced atmosphere where you were just the recipient of somebody else telling you, when was the last time you and I actually sat down and pondered the Christmas story? I'm going to guess it's been a long time ago. It's so familiar. It's so elementary in the Christian faith. It's so easy in one sense, because we know all the details. In fact, if I start reading the Christmas story, you could probably start pretty much reciting along with me because you've heard it, you've read it, you've seen it, all of those things, hundreds if not thousands of times. When was the last time you and I stepped back and thought deeply? Sure, it's easy to celebrate Christmas. It's easy. Everyone's doing it. Rightly or wrongly, there everyone's in the celebrating mode. Everyone's in the Merry Christmas mode. Everybody's got joyful spirit or, or that external the manifestation of, of festivities. But when was the last time we stopped in the quiet recesses of our mind and heart and truly let truth sink in? I'm going to take you to one other passage not a parallel passage, but I want you to go to John chapter number 12. Because the danger, obviously not the Christmas story here, John 12. We're dealing with Christ entering the city of Jerusalem before his death. Look at verse number 12, John 12, 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have a crowd. We have a celebration, the triumphal entry of Jesus. They've heard of him. They've seen his miracles. Now the crowd, the throng comes to the streets crying out, Woo, Hosanna. The king has come. Where was that crowd a few days later? They were caught up in the emotionalism of the celebration, and that's all they ever got. That's the depth of their understanding. That's the depth of their actual recognizing who they were dealing with. It was simply, hey, there's a party to be had. Let's go be a part of it. And I'm sure they enjoyed every minute. I'm not saying they were even dishonest in that moment. But they were, that's all they had was the festivity. And as soon as that was challenged, as soon as there was some slight wrinkle, some slight ripple in the good time, they all fled and there was not to be found. 
But who do, you, who do you have at the foot of the cross? Mary. The inner disciples. Why? Because theirs went way deeper than the external. Mary had pondered. She had thought deeply. Who is this? And how can God possibly do this for me and through me? And in the, dif in the midst of difficulty, there she is, remaining faithful, remaining true. It's Christmas time. I'm not trying to be down at all. I'm all for all of those things that, that make Christmas the fun time of year when we, when we celebrate. But if that's all we have, it's not enough. Mary kept these things. She treasured them. Another, If you read that word, it means to treasure. She cherished the truths that she had been given. She took them deep into her heart, deep into her mind. She thought about them at great length, allowed them to seep into every fiber of her. And her walk with the Lord was closer and sweeter because of it, because she saw what God had done truly for her and through her. This Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what God has done for us. Let's pray. Lord, you're good in all things and in all times. Thank you for your love to us. I thank you for this opportunity we've had to be together. And Lord, I pray that we would go beyond the surface. This Christmas season would be a time of reflection and deep thinking and allowing your spirit to teach us well beyond our human intellect and ability to understand. Lord, you must take us to the next level, the next truth, the next um, deep thought that will increase our faith and show us the magnitude of what you have done. Lord, don't let us be content with the party, but may we have more of thee. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name.